0: We're kind of like these just children that don't really have a home. Like the Christians don't, won't really have us. The atheists won't really have us. Like we're just kind of in the middle. We have each
1: other.
2: (laughs) We
0: have each other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) in our janky Zoom calls that don't really have a connection, but we'll make it work.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of All Things Reconsidered. I am Brandon. Joining me is Joey. And you may be seeing
2: a new face on the screen. Yes, today we have April LaJoy with us. Thank you, April, for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: Yeah, well, we're, we're excited to get to talk to you. Um, April, for anyone who is watching our show, you probably found us on TikTok. So you're on Deconstruction TikTok. You probably know April because she has like five times the followers that we did. <laughs> so, um, and much funnier content. Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. Um <laughs> Uh, So to get started, April, uh, I'm just wanting to hear a bit about yourself. I know you have a podcast out. Uh, Do you want to tell us a bit about that, about your TikTok?
0: Sure. Well, I'm at April Ajoy on TikTok. That's actually my middle name, Ajoy, A-J-O-Y, which most people don't know that. Um, Yeah, my parents named me a weird middle name. So (laughs) Um, yeah, I co-host a podcast called evangelical-ish um, with a couple other people from TikTok, actually. I'm going to pretty much do what you guys are doing, just talking about deconstruction, deconstruction and what does faith mm-hmm. look like now? Because I, I know there's a lot of people that have fully left the faith that are agnostic or atheist now, but right. I'm one of the people that would still call myself a christian even though that looks okay. kind of cringy now
2: yeah unfortunately um it has it carries some weight at yeah. least here in in, uh, in american christianity for sure to get started i thought it might be fun to look back at our fundamentalist upbringing of course brandon uh who was raised that i don't have yeah brandon over here born into sin raised <laughs> in the center. um he may not uh track with us totally only known egypt yeah uh-huh. <laughs> He'll get saved eventually. We'll get him there. Um, but um, anyway, I thought it'd be fun if we could look back at some of that stuff with a little game uh, called Fundy Kids This or That. So okay. basically, I'm going to present two things uh, from a typical like evangelical kid upbringing. And I just want to know which of these is more close to the old April. Okay. So the, oh, that you okay. were brought up in. Okay. Um, okay. And I thought this might be able to lead to some fun discussion. So First one, I just need to know right off the bat, were you a McGee and me kind of kid or an Adventures in Odyssey kind of kid?
0: McGee and me all the way. Okay,
2: all right. Yeah, that, that show was interesting. I, I only feel like I remember one episode and it was the one where there's a storm that broke through and, and it broke all their windows in their house. Do you remember that the one? The tornado,
0: yes. Yeah. I do remember that. There's also one, it might be the same one. I don't think it is, but there was a Christmas one and the guy was about to be bullied by like, the bully at school and I remember they played like a really haunting version of carol of the bells like instrumental like in the background like when the guys come like beat them up yeah yeah. for the longest time I couldn't listen to carol of the bells like I would get (laughs) triggered because I was so like I had nightmares from that episode of McGee and me
2: oh my goodness random memory yeah no that stuff (laughs) sticks with you I mean honestly like there's something about uh weird fundamentalist Christian programming that just like gets stuck in your brain you know
0: (laughs) yeah it's ingrained which is why it's so hard to just unlearn it all
2: yeah Yeah. as the non fundy kid is the
3: McGee and me the like the Mr. Bean of (laughs) fundamentalism
0: McGee and me is like a Christian version of Lizzie McGuire
3: okay I was like was he like I was like because I feel like I remember something being like super goofy and like Mm -hmm. the guy was always getting into some sort of like precarious situation like Mr. Bean No, but I may just be remembering Mr. Bean.
0: There's like a little cartoon named McGee who like follows the main guy. I actually don't even know the main guy's name because he was the me.
2: We were all just there for McGee, honestly. Yeah, we were
0: there
1: for McGee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, next one. Although I think I know what you're going to answer already because I know Mm -hmm. that you um, are a singer. Uh, So youth drama team or youth worship team?
0: Worship team. But I did love the dramas too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was
0: definitely- But like the best were the musical place so you could sing and act.
2: Yeah. Yes. I lost
0: you. I d I don't
2: We should be coming back. This
3: <laughs> is the incredible internet connection that I have. You would think that it'd be great in Knoxville, but uh not Are where you I in Knoxville?
0: Am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in Cleveland, Tennessee. No way. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we should be doing this in, in person. Coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, I was there a
3: month ago running a camera for I concert.
0: literally was in Knoxville yesterday driving home from Cincinnati. Wow. No
3: way. Wow. Yeah. Small world. Good job, Joey. Yeah. You're the one that coordinated this. How
2: did you do- I- I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> next uh, next time next time i invite a tiktoker who i haven't met yet i'll ask them where they live okay (laughs) um anyway well so youth worship team yes thank you but (laughs) i
3: agree with the drama thing because i did do worth youth worship but i also did the drama stuff and Mm -hmm. as a guy one of the good things is there aren't usually many guys on the drama team so you always get a lead role
0: (laughs) that's so true
3: I was Jesus many times. And I'm like, listen, if y'all think I had a savior complex before, just wait till I'm (laughs) cast as Jesus.
2: See, I never got cast as Jesus because I was always like you were uh, troublesome. That's why. No, it's not that. I was. Well, yes, but that's not all. I was also because I weighed about 42 pounds (laughs) and nobody (laughs) nobody wanted this scrawny little, you know, weak Jesus, I guess. I was always cast as the as demons. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah, little yeah, two pound demon. Yeah, I was, yeah.
1: I
0: was usually the villain as well. Our church would only cast. We would have, we had like one guy in our church that happened to have long hair.
1: Oh, automatically Jesus, yep. <laughs> of course. Yep. Yeah,
2: of course. Well, that, that's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I was always demons. I guess, um, you know, with both of us always being the villains, maybe they just prophetically knew that we'd be deconstructing. We'd be the pariah eventually. <laughs> so they just cast might us, as well lean into it yeah cast yeah they, the they saw
0: it they saw that jezebel spirit <laughs>
2: right <laughs> you know they 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 always have that verse for for women they always go right to jezebel but they don't really have one for guys
3: no they do it's called the antichrist oh well i guess yeah not, that's true uh, <laughs>
0: antichrist demon
3: yeah yeah uh,
0: devil son of child of satan
3: Ch- yep we've heard plenty of given those. unto satan Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I actually, ironically, I don't know what this says about me. I get called a demon or antichrist more than I get called Jezebel. Really? And I think it's because I have red hair. That's what people (laughs) are saying. It's just like automatic demon child.
1: Right.
2: That's so mean. I'm so sorry. It's
0: fine. (laughs) Gingers have no souls. Have we not learned?
3: Exactly. (laughs) I feel safe meeting with her over a computer because she can't steal my soul through
2: (laughs) the internet. Oh, as far as I know. <laughs> All right. Were you rocking the purity ring or the WWJD bracelets?
0: I was rocking both. Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. Sadly, Uber saved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you yes. were just-
0: my purity ring though. I asked for it when I, for my 16th birthday and it didn't say like true love weights or anything. It was just like a normal, like sterling silver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it was actually white gold. It was like a, okay. just a normal ring, but I yeah. called it my purity ring. So it was like,
1: um, do
2: you still <laughs> do you still have that thing?
0: I do, I think, somewhere. I haven't yeah. seen it in a while. I don't know if I'll like PTSD if I pull it out.
2: Yeah. So I here's a fun story about
3: purity rings. Whenever I was going to uh propose to Michaela, I bought her ring and I was showing some people from my old church and like, oh, did you buy her a purity ring? I'm like, mm. no, I'm proposing. <laughs> this is a proposing ring, not a purity ring. <laughs> like amazing
0: they had those promise rings like if you were yeah. dating for yep. more than a month you were expected to get a promise ring from right right a significant so that,
3: other. not dating not dating right for more than a month <laughs> right
0: courting yes yeah. yes and then we by month, dating goodbye
2: right, exactly. right right and then Long gone. and then by month two you were expected to get married because you know we got to keep these things fast Dude, people thought we were crazy because we dated for a year and a half before we got engaged mm-hmm. that's um, like
0: like an eternity and christian
2: oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Which of these statements is more close to you? Uh, your secret sin was that you kept from your parents your secret Pokemon card stash or your secret relationship?
0: Definitely a secret relationship. But ironically, Whoa. I I just found this video from the 90s and made a TikTok about it of a guy just going off on Pokemon cards. Yeah. And I did have Pokemon cards, but I was allowed to have them until.
1: Oh wow. I had.
0: I had my pokemon cards for probably two years before my parents it like got to them and they're like mm. yeah i think you should get rid of them but they let us sell them so i could at least profit I, like let Whoa. the other kids have the demon cards was but, it like yeah. the
3: guy with like the black hair and he's like you too, three fingers Hail Satan. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, that's the guy. He's got a mullet.
2: Yeah, yes. he's like, this is, this is
0: Misty. She she always talks back to Ash. Typical, Typical woman. Yep. Yep. I've seen yes. that.
2: I, I was definitely more of that's the amazing. Pokemon card guy because let's be honest, I didn't really need Ika stating goodbye to keep me from dating. It, it, it wasn't happening anyway. That's fair. <laughs> so so uh, my son was the Pokemon. I remember the they... I brought home one pack of Pokemon cards, and my parents were prepared. They had a pamphlet from church <laughs> stowed oh, away, no. in, yeah, ready and waiting for the moment that I, that their kid wanted Pokemon, and they they knew everything. They they had the bullet points. <laughs> so, like again, being the person
3: that's like, I know you'll have amazing. seen me respond to Joey many times now at this point and I should be used to it but having not been raised in church it still blows my mind when I hear things like that because my parents couldn't care less they're like have you stabbed anybody today no great do whatever you want <laughs> it's,
0: it, but also there was just so many things that didn't make sense like I had to sell my Pokemon cards but I could still play the Pokemon game and oh, I wow. wasn't I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers but I could watch Beetleborgs, which is basically the same thing. I don't know. if It, it was like the off-brand yeah. Power Rangers. Yeah. So yeah. make it make it make sense.
3: It, it, it can't. Power work. Rangers is from Japan and anything from Japan is evil. <laughs> yeah. No, that's how my parents thought legitimately. With Pokemon being allowed, what about the big one? The Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No,
0: definitely not allowed. Ooh. I didn't see Harry Potter until I was away at college on my own. And I felt like I was doing something bad.
3: You know, <laughs> you're like not the only 20 person.
0: something. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like I was a read the books as they were coming out, like went to book launches, went to the movie launches mm-hmm. and then people like, oh my God, Harry Potter. Like I've like, I finally read all the books. I'm like, you're 30. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, listen, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do have one more and then we'll move on. I promise. But I'm really curious. Okay. okay. Where are you more into see you at the poll? or bring your friend to church night Ooh, tough call see so both? i
0: was probably more into see you at the poll because okay. most like pretty much all my friends were at church
1: oh yeah okay. but i was
0: also like ultimate fundy homeschooled oh until seventh grade okay so like my friends were my my brothers
1: yeah
2: <laughs> and the
0: people at kids church so there wasn't really anyone to date
2: well did you have to see you at the poll at home school you just kind of gather around a little flag and you're no your <laughs> we
0: had see you at the poll in seventh grade okay. and i was i could not i went to a public school my seventh grade year that's the poll. i cannot tell you how excited i was to finally like stand up for god in school <laughs> yes it's you're like, gonna like, see but... me
2: at the poll for sure <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like i'm gonna be there so yeah
2: yes i totally get that feeling that did you that... guys do church lock-ins yeah we did that too how about you april
0: mm-hmm. yeah we did i only ever went to one though Oh yeah. And it was like fine. It was just weird. Yeah. But I remember like at some point I was like, I thought I would rather be in bed.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Cause it's like all the girls go to that side and all the boys go to that side. And it's like one of us is gonna be awake all night long <laughs> pacing the roads to make sure nothing promiscuous is going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we're gonna watch Chronicles and Arnie until you fall asleep.
2: Yeah, this is pretty mm-hmm. much it. Man, see what the pool was stressful because I had such a savior complex. Uh, this was like my big moment you know to get the whole school saved this was your moment to like win the nation and your school back to god yes and then and then you get there and and just Mm. a few people show up and you feel like a failure does that sound familiar to you too april yeah
0: yeah yes it does (laughs) thankfully i never like ran the cu at the poll. i was just the participant but Mm -hmm. i would like you know i would definitely be counting and like I would know which of my friends were and were not there and like secretly be judging them. Yeah,
3: and also because secretly judging like the people walking by, not staying at the flagpole to pray. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, you lost yeah, you're me.
0: just going to walk by. You we're walk like communing by. with God here.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start praying a little louder on purpose as they're walking by. Mm-hmm. Like That's
0: when you, you start praying those prayers of salvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just convict
2: just their hearts, God. God. People are at them. So somehow you went from that kid to now when i get on your twitter i see that your twitter uh uh, banner says a jezebel and a threat i'm assuming (laughs) i'm assuming that that was what somebody called you in the comments um
0: so yes so yes yes
2: how did you earn that uh, badge of honor
0: well i got on tiktok during the pandemic Okay. And
2: didn't we all,
0: <laughs> I started talking. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I started talking about where I was. I made one video. So I was a pretty hardcore Republican, mm-hmm. um, pretty much through 2016. And it was very conflated with my faith. Like mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I made a MySpace group. I'm dating myself because it was MySpace, oh, but my, yeah. the, it was called, I'm a Christian. Therefore I'm a Republican.
1: Ooh. so, so oh, wow. to me so they were
0: very interconnected
1: um yeah. Yeah. so
0: there were a few things that had happened along the way that led up to 2016 so by 2016 i was kind of moving a little more moderates like i was pretty much a single issue voter at that point like my favorite in the primaries were Kasich, you know which okay. most republicans at the time would have been like rhino you know yeah um uh. so when trump comes on the scene mm-hmm. I, it was entertaining but i was like there's no way <laughs> there's just no way. Like I was looking around and
1: seeing
0: <sighs> like early on other Christians were like, yeah, not Trump. He, he's funny, whatever. But then like, like I was in a twilight zone because it just didn't make sense. Like all these people who had taught me to love my neighbor and to be kind, like obviously past politicians have been problematic, but they right. at least like attempted Mm-hmm. To seem like decent people.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Um,
0: even if it was fake, they tried. Um, and then here was Donald Trump like not doing that at all. And so it really kind of made a light bulb go off in my head to be like, okay, if these evangelical Christian leaders who I've looked up to my entire life are bending over backwards and to me, going against the integrity that I thought they had to right. support yeah. and defend Donald Trump, like terrible things. Like we don't have to go back into it, but defending oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. the worst things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was like, okay, well, what other things have they taught me that I currently believe that are also wrong? Right. And so that kind of sent me down a path. And and then like, and now in hindsight, I realized my, my, like, I I've always had a close relationship with Jesus, but in how that played out in like my church life and my faith life and what I considered a quote unquote, good Christian was very much christian nationalist genre right. mm-hmm. which i realize now um so the reason why i got called as well and a threat that was actually of uh, like one of the biggest QAnon anon people oh, His wow. name, oh, jack he was in the, the hbo documentary
1: Oh nice. wow. he was like one
0: of the main people you would recognize pretty big him endorsement and <laughs> yeah, he retweeted one of my TikToks. And so for like a whole t- like 48 hours, I was being bombarded by just a like QAnon people just coming at me. And so Thanks. that 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 tweet was from a QAnon person. Um So I problem. got that Yes, yeah, so I got that title by basically just The very first uh, TikTok I made in this vein, it went viral. I got almost almost a million views and it was like May of 2020. And it was basically the, the gist of the video was just that if you're a Christian who doesn't like Trump, you get kicked out of the club. Right, And it went viral. And the majority of the feedback that I got, like, I definitely got some hate, but the majority of the feedback were other Christians being like, oh my gosh, me too. I thought I was the only one. right? Wow. And so then it, I just kind of started realizing, wow, there's a lot of people out there like me and my conservative family, conservative churches around me, everyone on Facebook that I was friends with, I felt like were just constantly gaslighting me. Like I was a problem. Like I had a pro- like a heart problem because I couldn't support Trump. And it was just like, finally, like, no, it, it wasn't me. I'm not crazy. Right.
1: Yeah. So. Well, wow.
0: something
3: I find interesting too, uh, having watched, like, you know, the whole Donald Trump thing and the uh, Christian mm-hmm. nationalism kind of grow from 2016, because I was kind of in that same boat where mm-hmm. I was, I was never fully sold out to, re- you know, being a Republican. I'm from Connecticut, very liberal, very Democratic up in the New England area. So that's kind of what I, grew yeah. up like. um, but it was so interesting to me watching the Christian church and the evangelical church go from, we're not voting for Trump. We're mm-hmm. voting for uh, Mike Pence because he is a Christian and, you know, we can kind of get behind his policies and he's going to kind of keep Donald Trump on the straight and narrow, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the 2020 insurrection
2: mm-hmm.
3: where mm-hmm. Mike Pence mm-hmm. refuses mm-hmm. to, you know, go against the constitution and break the law. Yeah. And they're talking about wanting to hang Mike Pence. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. I thought, the Christians were in Mike Pence's corner and we were going to deal with Donald Trump.
2: Yeah. Somehow it shifted a little bit. And
3: you know, watching that shift over the course of four years, I was like, this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And lo and behold, it became a problem.
2: So I'm really curious about this because um for me, my deconstruction started by um learning about evolution once i once i actually sat down Mm to learn about evolution and realized that it made sense i was like "Uh uh-oh uh if creationism is not real then what else in the bible am i reading wrongly is that that's how it's hard for me so for you it really started with with seeing the the evangelical embrace of trump and turning away from what they had really been teaching you so my question is um if trump had never run for president if he never came down those escalators and done all the horrible <laughs> things That's that he's done, escalators. um, <laughs> do you, do you think you would be sitting here right now and having deconstructed all this stuff, or do you think you would still be, uh, where you have been?
0: That's a fair question. I, I would like to say I, so I actually started deconstructing about 10 years ago.
1: Oh, okay. I just
0: didn't, I just didn't have a word for it. So yeah. I, I've been like kind of on a very slow journey for about 10 years really since since my dad died he he died of cancer 10 years ago and like I had already always been taught about healing that as long as you believe in God and you have enough faith that God will answer your prayer and that God right. will heal and like I had seen you know what I thought were miracles and healings and so I just knew that my dad was going to be healed my dad just knew like he was a big time evangelist so we had like hundreds and thousands of people from around the world that knew knew he was going to be healed like right you know? And he wasn't like, he died within four months of being diagnosed. And that was really the first thing I started deconstructing was just the power of prayer and like, whether we have any control over what God does. So that's, that was kind of the first thing where I was like, you know, I don't think everything that I've been taught has been correct, but I didn't have the capacity to really expand beyond that at the time. Like I just kind of was going with that one theological Point and just kind of surviving. I guess yes. yep. the second thing that happened, which was a few years later, in 2015, one of my brothers, who I'm very close to, came out to me as gay. And so I had been taught that it was a choice, right. and my, I knew my brother. I knew he didn't choose this. Like he and he was bawling, you know, when he told yeah, me right. that he like crying, begging God to make him straight since he was in middle school. And so right then. That theology changed in an instant because it was someone that I knew that I was close to. Mm-hmm. So, like, those were like the two really big like theological shifts, like pre-Trump. Yeah. But I was still a Republican and I kind of still bought into the whole like, oh, I'm against socialism and I'm against all of these things. And and really abortion was probably right. yep. the biggest issue for me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. because
0: I had always just been taught it's murder, and there are always these like really salacious um extreme images of like full-grown babies when you like in reality like that's not yeah so yeah so I guess to answer your question I don't think I would have landed where I am as quickly as okay. I did because Trump Trump kind of like I feel like it was maybe a slow fuse yeah and he Trump, the like, time took a blow tor- torch yeah <laughs> so I do think I would have got here eventually um because I was starting to ask those tough questions, but Trump was just like, oh my gosh. I, and also for the four years that he was president, I was like a ball of anxiety thinking that the world could end at any moment. Like, yeah. could this tweet war with North Korea turn into a real war? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just the yeah. insane things, you yeah. know, like the insane oh. things that he was saying on the daily. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, like, I have to know what's going on because this could affect my world. Um, so yeah, it was just like my world this doesn't make any sense. I I have to figure stuff out, and so, um, yeah.
3: Something so, that I find interesting about about your story is, you know, you bring up how you know the prayer thing and your dad, and you know, I feel you on that. You know, my wife's uh, mother passed away of cancer about five years ago,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: found out that she had it in uh, October or September, and she passed away in October. But it was very much, mm-hmm. you know, we're believing in prayer; she's going to be healed. All this stuff. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, well, what do we do now? And then, mm-hmm. you know, your brother coming out is gay. And I find that a lot of people are perfectly fine with their faith being where it is until they start to experience real life. Yeah. And people, yes. most of the people that are against deconstruction haven't had to cross those bridges. And so I feel like mm-hmm. there's a, there's a certain level of apathy towards people that are deconstructing because you just haven't experienced it. You know, you've not experienced mm-hmm. your pray. You know, your prayers not being heard.
2: What What did you find in all these hard moments? Um, what did What was something that helped you not uh, deconstruct your faith entirely to the point of becoming an agnostic? Like, I know this is mm-hmm. a big question. I'm uh, <laughs> sorry for yeah. that. but what? Why aren't you? and agnostic right now after all that you've
1: been through?
0: Good question. I mean, I would like to say I'm still like actively learning and unlearning things. So right. who knows where I will end up? Sure. Um, I don't want to be scared to ask tough questions anymore. Like I used to be. Yeah. But yeah. I think for me, I have had what I believe to be encounters or experiences with some sort of divine spirit or some like some form of spirituality. There's just been too many, um, like coincidences that shouldn't be coincidences in my life that I can't really explain, um, outside of, I I, honestly, I just, I can't explain it. And the story of Jesus and his teachings of just like radical, inclusive love, I find it's just so compelling to me. And I, and I strive to be like a good human that actually does love. Yeah. and include all people and to stand up for the marginalized and to not be about material things but about laying down yourself like i just i think i i, just, I guess i just can't give up jesus is, is yeah. the the main thing
1: yeah
2: and uh, i get that for sure
3: so that's something interesting too because i was watching an interview with andrew garfield and they mm-hmm. they brought up that quote you know that always oliver's wikipedia about whenever he was uh uh getting ready for his role i think it was in silence where he's like a tibetan monk or whatever He's talking about how, you know, as the more I studied, you know, the monks, you know, the more I fell in love with Jesus, you know, is that a true story? He's like, absolutely. He's like, if you read about Jesus in the Bible, like this historical Jesus is a beautiful image of a person. Like, I want to be like the Jesus that I read about in the Bible. He's like, Christians haven't always represented him super well. But, you know, the actual Jesus is an mm-hmm. incredible person that, you know, I am just, I strive to be like. And it's like, when did we lose that Jesus in the church? You know, and it's like, do you think Jerry
2: Falwell? Yeah. that's what Do
3: you think that Christian nationalism has <laughs> losing that Jesus?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Christian nationalism has has taken that Jesus uh, essentially away from American Christianity?
0: I mean, yes, I, I, I mean, I don't think it started in, in America. I, sure. I feel like it's, it's become more obvious now, but I, right. I, I think in the history of Christianity, you see the people in power using the scriptures and Jesus and Christianity um, as a weapon to keep people beneath them. And as a, as a way of control, I mean, even as early as the beginning of this country, right. the Christians back then were using scripture to justify owning people, yeah. right? you know so i i it's not a new thing but it does seem to be i don't know if it just seems to be more obvious now yeah or like it's just so like on the nose i don't that's my thing now is i still have a lot of like extended family and people from my my dad's old church that i've known forever like deep into the trump stuff like trump prophecy like he's god's chosen like still still believe he's coming back like
3: I mean, he's going to be president by the end of the year. Where to God? I know they,
0: Where they to keep God? moving that goalpost. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I don't, it's really hard for me to, to understand how they can believe that. Cause it's so obvious to me now, but I try to remind myself, like, I'm sure there were plenty of people back when I was a diehard Republican saying, you yeah. know, insane things. They were right. like, how, how can she believe that? You know? I, so I do think there's a lot of indoctrination and people that, you know, when you're in a fundamentalist environment, like you're pretty much in an echo chamber right. and outside thought and outside people are demonized.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Well, for me personally, when you look at um, people that you love and respect and who you've grown up believing were, are intelligent and smart and kind people, and now you see them falling for things like QAnon, it, it's mm. super jarring. And it's like, you know, what what happened to you? And, and so what do you think, the church is failing to teach that's, that's making our Christians so susceptible to fake news and to this cultish kind of reality that they've fallen into.
0: I honestly just think it's a lack of critical thinking. I mean, I, I remember growing up having critical thought and being told oh no, don't ask too many questions. If you ask too many questions, when are you going to wake up and you're going to be an atheist? Like they, they discourage (laughs) asking questions, you know, like I've, I've heard that threat before when I ask like, well, why does God do this? And, and, or they give like really dismissive answers. Like, well, God's ways are above our own. Like he works in mysterious ways, or, you know, just give it to God, just have more faith, just believe harder. All these things that, you know, sound good, but there's really no tangible like substance to it. Um, and so I think it, it's a form of control
1: yeah,
0: uh, for the power structure to keep the people just going, saying all the talking points, repeating yeah. the things that we've always been taught. And, you know, like, I, I think I realized too, once I woke up out of it all, like, I don't, I don't really have like logical reasons for believing a lot of this stuff. I've just yeah. believed this stuff because I'm told to believe this stuff.
3: Right. I remember whenever I first started going to church, I was like, listen, because they said the same thing, you know, if you ask too many questions, you're going to wake up and you're going to be an atheist. I said, listen, mm-hmm. I w- I guess I was an atheist before I started coming here and I was fine. But if I have to be an idiot to be a Christian, I'm just not going to be a Christian. OK, yeah,
1: like, yeah. like you're sure. not going to win
2: me over with this argument. Well, it, it's like what Brian Zahn said. We, we, we're big. I don't know if you read much of him, but we're big fans of him. And uh he put out a book recently about deconstructing, and he said in like the f- intro of it, he, he's something about how American funda- fundamentalism is so weak that people are just one PBS documentary away from their entire faith crumbling. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, we're teaching them to, to essentially be idiots.
0: Yeah, well, especially when you take the Bible literally. Yeah. Like if you and which I was taught, I was taught to take the Bible literally. Mm-hmm. That is the literal word of God. So you're you're believing insane, insane stuff like yes. the yes. rapture. Yeah. Like I, I <laughs> yeah. remember being a kid, like thinking, like literally thinking I was left behind because I yeah. couldn't find my family one day in my yeah. house, yeah. like being you had to have your
3: rapture, buddy. Uh, yeah. you remember I first <laughs> you, rapture buddy. you have your rapture buddy that's super saved. And it's like, if I call this person and they pick up the phone, I did not miss the rapture. I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about the rapture. That's something that we talk about a lot here too. Um, so, so you were the, uh, scared of that at times or were you more excited to get to go to heaven? Because I can do both.
0: So I was—I think I was more excited. Yeah. But in like split seconds, where I couldn't find my family, I didn't see where they were. Like, there was one (laughs) time where it left, there was one time it lasted like 45 minutes, where I like was about to have a panic attack. Like, I was like 12 years old, already imagining myself saying no to the mark of the beast and like mentally preparing myself that it would be okay to get my head chopped off.
1: Wow! Wow!
0: (laughs) that's insane that, like, my 12 year old. Hey, that's
3: like spiritual abuse, yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
0: No, it was terrible. We'd watch all the stupid left behind movies and, like, with the stupid the folded clothes, which doesn't make any sense why it would be folded. Um, <laughs> the angels did it,
1: they were very,
2: very um, angels.
0: <laughs> they care, they love your laundry,
2: yes, exactly.
3: Speaking of terrible productions, uh, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames.
0: Yep. My church put it on several times. So did mine. Nice. I was
3: in it before. I was a drug dealer. I was half black and I said, I'm being typecast right now. And I don't appreciate that.
0: Um, you know, I don't think I was ever actually in Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames, but I was in other dramas in which I was a demon. But I remember watching Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames uh, many times. Oh, and okay. those things were so dramatic. That yeah. and Hell Houses. Did you ever yes. know a Hell House?
2: Oh yeah,
3: yeah, we did. See, I had never been to a hell house. I went to the cooler uh secular versions called haunted houses, <laughs> where they just leaned into the fact that this is demonic.
2: Well <laughs> again, unsaved kid over here. Speaking of heaven's gates and hell's flames, a lot of people deconstructed their view of hell as far as what it is and if it even exists at all. And so I'm really curious to know uh if you've thought rethought hell at all and, and where you landed on that.
0: I I have rethought hell. I haven't given it a ton of thought i pretty much read rob bell's love wins and i was like yeah that doesn't make sense um (laughs) so i definitely don't i don't believe in hell at least in the sense that like eternal conscious torment yeah like that doesn't that doesn't even make sense i'm actually as far as like where i currently am i read rob bell love wins and pretty much was like yeah hell doesn't really make sense it makes sense especially eternal torment and the idea that god's right. gonna burn people alive forever that made <laughs> so I, I as far as where i currently land i i'm, I'm more in the like i don't know like i, right. I don't really currently believe in hell really okay. like maybe there's a holding place i i, I don't know i i yeah. kind of fall more into i'm leaning towards like a universal christ like sure. more yep. universalism but I, I think that's part of the nice thing about deconstructing and leaving fundamentalism is being okay with not knowing yeah, and not being like, oh, I believe I this. Yes, to mm-hmm. so be like, I don't know, I have no idea. Yeah. Like,
2: that's awesome. So, what does your Christianity look like now compared to then? You know, like, like what does it look like today? And specifically, I'm curious about worship because I know that you um, had done a lot of worship singing, um, worship leading. Right. Uh, so, so how does that look differently now than it than it used to?
0: Yeah. Well, now I used to wake up at the crack of dawn to go lead worship, like five services and look, and now I sleep in on Sunday. Well, I don't really <laughs> sleep in. I don't really sleep in because I have children. So, yeah. um, but I'm home and I would love to find an more progressive affirming,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, church, but that just doesn't exist to where I live. Like where live went 77 for trump so yeah
1: um well, but yeah.
0: actually this past sunday uh we were up in cincinnati visiting some friends and we went to um on a whim we had a friend who was also on tiktok who pastors a uh united church of christ church and so we go to this church and it was a beautiful like old traditional cathedral but outside their sign said trans Lives matter trans lives matter and the other side said all black lives matter with the uh pride flag And then they had probably two to three dozen, um, trans lives matter signs with individual names of trans people who had took their life or were violently killed this year. And that to me, that's church Yeah, standing up for like the ultimate marginalized and like not being afraid to, and like walking into that service. It was the first time I had been in a church in a long time where, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is problematic because we don't regularly go. We do a zoom community um, on online, but it was the first time I was in a church where I just felt love. And there was this, the pastor was a gay black man, which in and of itself was beautiful to hear like, the word of God, like in a, from a pulpit right. from him. Yeah. And then at one point, this older white man stood up and prayed just this, just this beautiful, like inclusive prayer, like praying for the tornadoes and praying like for the people. But just like, like when he said, you know, you are your love for all, like I actually believed the all yeah, right. and I just like started crying. Cause I think I've, for the most part, like older white men and like my, my history with them, it's been, you know, they've been homophobic Mm -hmm. bigoted and kind of like all the problems that I have from the church have come from older white men for the most part um and there's just something really healing about seeing this man like go to church with trans lives matter flags and signs everywhere and like I don't know so that's that's what I that's what I want church to be I, I don't have that for me locally just like all inclusive love right and you know, like, I, and before when I was in church, I think the, the biggest difference is when I was in evangelicalism is when I would meet someone new, I felt like I had to immediately find out whether they were a Christian or not, because then that would change how my relationship was with them.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, I know what you mean.
0: And I meet people and I can be their friend and there's like no ultimatum commune with people the way humans are supposed to. I think that's the biggest difference.
3: Yeah. Love the sinner. Hate the sin isn't in the Bible anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. love thy neighbor. Because if mm-hmm. you look at it as hate the sinner or hate the uh, sin, love the sinner, you're viewing them as projects and not people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: And like the, there is no project in the Bible. Jesus didn't deal with projects. Jesus didn't mm-hmm. look at, you know, the sinner as a project. He looked at them as a person and was like, I'm just going to love you.
0: Yeah.
2: In, in that answer, you mentioned, um, you mentioned having kids and and I also have two kids. so I'm curious to know, it's kind of weird to navigate um, parenting when your entire idea of what parenting was, we uh, used to be in a lot of different things like, you know, what Bible stories do you tell them, if any, or, you know, how do you explain some things to them about your religion when you're still deconstructing it? Um, so I'm really curious, like uh, what your perspective is on that, on, on raising kids, you know, with, with your values, but not crossing the line and just, Indoctrination, like all of us have experienced, how do you navigate that?
0: Great question. Uh, my kids are are five and two. Okay. So with my five year old, I'm kind of just now getting into big questions. It does help that we're not going to church regularly, so they're not in Sunday school. Also, sure. being in this very conservative area, I had concerns about that. I, I like early on because I really only started deconstructing in the last like like really hardcore in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So like when my daughter, my oldest was really young, you know, we'd be like, you know, we let's think we'd say our prayers. We'd say our thank yous, like, thank you God for our house. And, and I just didn't even think anything of it.
1: Yeah. And
0: there was like a year ago or several months ago, we were driving, we saw a homeless man. And my daughter was like, why is that man on the road? It's like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't have a home. He's homeless. And she's like, why didn't God give him a home? If God gave us a home. Wow! And I was like, oh my God, God didn't give us our home. Like we have a lot of privilege and yes. like we have a job and, you know, I, was, I couldn't really go into the whole like ecosystem with, right. with her, but I just realized like, that's really problematic for me to be telling her like all these things like God gave us because there's so many people that don't have.
1: Right. And
0: so honestly, I don't have advice. Mm-hmm. I'm just like falling into these traps myself and being like, okay, well, I need to back that up and not say that. Um, So I... I don't have a good answer. I'm 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 figuring this out as I go, like, oh, Joey. Yeah, it, <laughs> knowing
3: Joey, his strategy is just to read Rachel Held Evans' kids' book to her <laughs> until she stops asking the question, <laughs> and goes and gets the books
2: herself. Yeah, basically, Rachel Held Evans' kids' book has been huge for for my daughter. But uh, speaking of raising kids, though, what do you think is something? Um, well, if, when you think back to your childhood and and now. What do you think is the biggest difference? And I, I don't mean like opinions about a certain issue. I don't mean about theology. I just mean about, about you as a person or as, as in your uh, nature, like what, what do you think is the biggest difference between you before and after deconstructing?
0: I think I'm a better human. Yeah.
2: yeah I'm I, you, mean. <laughs> you
0: know, I, I'm more empathetic. I, I learned to listen. I don't have this constant need to be right. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, I think it's humbled me a lot too. And gosh, I, I think maybe the biggest thing is that like, I can own the fact that when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was a fundamentalist, it was like, no, no, no. You have to always be right. Right. And if you're, if you get caught, like you just like make an excuse or you backtrack or like, Oh, it was the devil. Like there's <laughs> yeah, all these, yeah. there's all these things that you blame things on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now it's just like, you know, I, I messed up. And I think too, like even looking back on some problematic things, like, especially with my brother, I know that I've said homophobic things in front of him before, before right. we knew, like, cause all, we, we were all just, we were all just homophobic. Like, honestly, yeah. like just believing just that it's a sin is a casual it's homophobic. homophobia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's just part of the belief system. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like, I feel like I, I think that's one reason why I feel so passionate to like make my silly TikToks. And even yeah. though it's like, I try to do it in a humorous way, but I just want to try to undo some of the, the harm and the damage that I once spoken to the world and yeah. now speak just the opposite of that. Like right,
2: yeah, like I cancel it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, is humor kind of a, a way for you to, um, to, deal with the past like trauma or traumatic kind of belief yeah
0: it's definitely a coping mechanism i also think it can sometimes be perceived a little easier like for someone maybe that's still fundamentalist like i feel like they can laugh at some of the things because there are things that even when i was a fundy, i thought were stupid christianity you know that i could laugh at and so i think there's a little more nuance Mm -hmm. in humor which is good and bad because sometimes people can take it away that i definitely did not mean for it to be it's true taken um i remember i made a bethel video like calling out bethel and all of a sudden there were all these reformed guys that were like yeah oh my gosh this is so good i'm like "Mm, no no i'm not with you i'm not one of you
2: yeah Yeah, a lot of people think that we're atheists, and it's like hey nope I mean yeah. atheists are more than welcome to hang out with us we love absolutely atheists, but, but it is funny how a lot of people just they'll see me make a, a TikTok where I talk about why creationism is bogus and they're like mm-hmm. yes so you God
3: isn't real God isn't
2: real I'm like it's not exactly where I'm at but it's okay
1: yeah
0: <laughs> we're kind of like these just children that don't really have a home like the Christians yeah. don't won't really have us the atheists won't really have us like, yes, it's like yes. we're just gonna so we have involved. each other <laughs> yeah. We have each other <laughs>
2: <laughs> in our janky zoom calls that don't really have yeah. a good connection but we'll make it work well you know speaking of the the deconstruction community um i was curious you know we just talked about how in this community of people leaving uh, evangelical christianity some become atheists or agnostic some some don't do you see um do you see this community almost going through a a difficulty with these two sides almost becoming enemies? Because I've seen on TikTok some, some infighting. Are you at Mm -hmm. all concerned about the longevity of the community because of the sort of infighting that that's going on? It's
3: almost like we're going to
2: have a deconstructing church split. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm worried about that. What do you think?
0: Um, I think, I think where I'm at is, I mean, yes, and I do think because there are so many people that have like actually left the faith is why all the evangelicals are like hate deconstruction, you know, because yeah, right. they like they don't realize. I, I actually I think they do realize, but they're going to demonize this anyway. Right. Um, but, I like to me, I I feel weird being a part of a click like a deconstruction community because it feels. And I think because of some of the infighting that I've seen is starting mm-hmm. to feel a little like the fundamentalism the I church left. Split.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, for me, if I meet like friends like you guys and like other individuals that are like on the same journey with me that I can be a part of, like, great. I like, I don't love the idea that we're like one big. Thing community, yeah, movement. Yeah. Like you. cause that way, because then then there is infighting and then there is splitting right. and then there's drama. And like for me, I'm like, you know, if you want to be an atheist, be an atheist. You That's might, cool. Yeah. If you want to yeah. be agnostic, be agnostic. If you want to go be a Jew or a Muslim, whatever for you. you yeah, be you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think to me, to me, I think there's room for everybody, but I but I, I do see some people being like super dogmatic. Like, no, you have to deconstruct this way or you have yeah, to do yeah. this way. Right. And it's like, and...
3: irony is almost lost on them. It's like, okay, you are just a left leaning fundamentalist now. Like you are ju- like, yeah. you are a fundamentalist that doesn't believe in creationism. Like yeah, you, you are now gatekeeping deconstruction. And it's like the entire point of deconstruction was let's remove the gatekeeping.
0: Right. And I don't want to always be like, like I I'd like to land, like, I think for yeah. me personally, I want to always be question. Like I'll always be questioning. Like, right. I don't ever want to be so dogmatic like I was. So I'm very careful to not be like, Oh, this is for sure the truth. And this is for sure wrong. And like, I do, I want to live in the nuance. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, I don't want to always be a deconstructing like person, you know, like oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't even consider myself like I am deconstructing and right. I talk about deconstruction, but it's really more just, this is my story. And if it resonates with you, yeah. that's really cool. And that's awesome. And we should be friends. And if it doesn't resonate with you, we should still be friends. Like, right. um, but I kind of fell into like, you know, I don't know like I, I, I don't want to be a leader I don't want to be a leader of anything yeah like, I'm
3: like I, people I tell people you know me and Joey lead this a lot it's like listen we're not experts we're not theologians we have no idea what we're talking yeah. about we're two idiots on the internet talking about our experience okay so don't be adding me telling me that I'm leading people astray okay mm-hmm. like calm down I'm not leading anybody I'm leading myself and yeah. I'm barely
0: doing that <laughs>
2: yeah well yeah
0: uh,
1: exactly
2: You you do have um this big following though, and and, and so I'm curious. Have you gotten a lot uh, um any feedback from people who have said you know your stuff has really helped me. It's it's helped me learn this or that. Like like what kind of uh, positive not the not the feedback Feedback. accusing of being a Jezebel, but the good stuff. What's that been like?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I do think that's that's been so rewarding and I think it's one like it's why I keep doing it that and it's fun and I like putting on wigs and you know (laughs) being a pastor in drag um uh yeah I think probably well TikTok changed their DM so I can't get them anymore but for a while there I would get I would get several messages a day and I would say half of them would be from LGBTQ people that um grew up in the church and experienced a lot of religious trauma I mean all of it was from people that have re- experienced church abuse uh religious trauma be, uh, you know tragic stories people that have been excommunicated from their church yeah. from their family have lost all their community that just say like thank you so much like there are people that i'm the first person that they found somehow that talked about it and even though right. they're there are hundreds and you know, there's thousands of people that talk about it, but you know, there's some people that found me first somehow and have told me like there, there was a woman who was in her forties, who came out to me in a message and said, I was the only person she's ever told.
1: Wow. And
0: like, it's, it's just a lot of really heavy stuff, but yeah. also like beautiful. Like I, I just, it's, it's great seeing that people can feel seen and know that they're not alone because it is a yeah. really lonely feeling, especially if you're still in those fundamentalist communities, because that's one thing that the the church does well in a cult kind of way is that, you know, you kind of keep outside forces at bay so that when you do leave the church or that community, like don't have anybody, it can be a very scary and lonely experience. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten countless messages from people that have just thanked me, which has been like really humbling. Cause it's so, like, so I
3: real. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm just telling my story and I'm making funny videos, but it's, it's also been just, it's been encouraging for me too, to be like, oh my gosh, I am. I thought I was alone. There are hundreds, thousands of people, literally like hundreds of thousands of people actually yeah. that like, that can relate that agree with me that have had some similar experiences. Like I am not the crazy one. So I think that's That's the biggest, um, just encouraging thing that this whole time, like there was a couple years there where I literally would ask myself every day, like, am I the crazy one? There was one time I, I felt like I was being so gaslit by family, church people that I literally prayed to God. I was like, God, if you want me to vote for Trump, I will vote for Trump. But you have to make it abundantly clear that he's actually who you've chosen. Because I do not get it, and I don't agree with it. And you this are insane if you fault. want him. Yeah, yeah, I was like, but if that's it, like, and thankfully, like, nothing, nothing happened. I was like, good. I'm going to take your silence as <laughs> as a fat no. But like, that's how crazy I thought I was going. It's yeah. like, How? What is like? I have to be missing something for all these people that have just lost their damn minds Can right yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh i totally really oh to
3: there goes the entire recording I have to no
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i, I totally My relate. virgin to ears <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well um I, I have a couple more questions but fritz brandy if when you
3: yeah so you brought up you know being gaslit by your friends and family so how did they respond slash react to your deconstructing um and more notably like you know kind of gaining this following on tiktok and do they know that you have a follow on tiktok i have some in-laws that still don't realize that i have a podcast so
0: (laughs) well um they know to a degree because i would post honestly the thing that got them up in arms the most was in 2020 i went to a bunch of black lives matter protests locally there That
3: really concerned them. So interject real quick.
0: As someone who
3: is biracial, the church's response to Black Lives Matter was one of the most horrible things I have ever seen Mm -hmm. in my entire life. Like uh, as someone who dealt with casual racism and, you know, underhanded racism for a very long time, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever I moved down south and then, you know, joining the church, you don't really, people don't realize how much racism there is that is prevalent in the church until, you are black in the church or, you know, mm-hmm. black people in the church, mm-hmm. but just the straight up misrepresentation of what black lives matters is, was what it stood for by the church was appalling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like just absolutely appalling. And so like, to me, anybody that would just openly be like, I'm a Christian. And I believe that black lives matter. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank, like I, we shouldn't have to celebrate this, but thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, it's so like Trump was probably the biggest thing that made me start questioning Republican stuff. But yep. like 2020, I mean, Black Lives Matter was already a thing. So yeah. I was already seeing it some, but then when George Floyd happened and then I spent the whole summer, cause we have a, we have a giant, giant Confederate statue in downtown
1: yeah, you do. Cleveland,
0: Tennessee. It's like the biggest thing down yeah. there. So we were protesting to move it to a museum. Like we were being very like, mm-hmm. Uh, like political about it, like just move oh. it to a museum. Like we're yeah. not going to destroy it. Just want to move it, and You're this whole history. town, <laughs> yeah, this whole town lost their minds. That's actually how I originally like went like really viral on TikTok was because I just filmed people being racist. And just yeah. posted it on tiktok and then like um, buzzfeed picked it up and then i started getting death threats because yeah. i was the one that buzzfeed interviewed Shocker. so it was a it was a whole thing it was a whole thing right. um You're getting
3: death threats for calling other people racist like not even for being the racist I, one.
1: Like, right and i didn't even call them racist. racist
0: i literally yeah. just filmed them like i said <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing <laughs> wow
2: yeah. wow
0: so that's wild um yeah so they were I had a, a beautiful picture of my daughter. She was uh, like one and a half and she had a sign that she held. I took them a couple times on days that I thought there would be less
1: right. uh,
0: like counter protesters because I didn't want them to see all that nastiness. Um, but there's this really cute picture of my one-year-old and she had like no hair and she was holding a sign that said Black Lives Matter to Jesus. And so I I put that picture on my Facebook and I got so many messages that that how dare i let my daughter hold an antichrist sign oh
3: my god <laughs> that, and
0: like how dare like how, what kind of mother would take their children to a black lives matter like it was like i got so much like i got more judgment for that probably than wow. even my TikToks. so
2: this is gonna make um, deconstruct all over again i'm pissed off <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs>
0: tell it's me like, about it i'm black <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid I'm like how yeah. can you guys not see how racist you're being yeah. it's
3: wild isn't, isn't it? it like just eyes wide shut it's like listen it's not that I don't like black people I just don't want them to have rights okay <laughs> I know like they just don't matter <laughs> it's
1: horrible
2: it's horrible
0: yeah I forgot the question I definitely went <laughs> on me my too oh, <laughs> how
3: did your friends and family react to your changing of beliefs okay. and such
0: yes yes so like over the four years like I would kind of like gently call out Trump on Facebook this is this is predates my TikTok being okay. like
3: sounds like Joe, you know and
0: it, it would be more like moderate it'd be like hey you can be a Christian and be a Democrat and a Republican you know like Whoa. and they'd be like no you can't like, it was like okay so like I, I was like Whoa, slowly turning JK. up the dial yeah i I think they officially disowned me when I like came out as a Biden supporter. Like I had to like come out as it. So <laughs> it was a whole thing. It's um, a real thing
2: though. This yeah. is so relatable. It's like, oh my God. Yes. It's
0: so, it's so insane. I'm like, what? Yeah. I didn't kill anybody. I voted right. for the other guy.
2: Well, you, you know what's what I think it is? So, you so, might as well have stopped God's plan on the earth. <laughs> yeah Yeah, basically you're you're an agent of the devil in that moment because god is using trump of course so but you said that they disown you was that were you being were you joking there or did they really okay so
0: they they kind of would like argue with me on facebook for a while and this is my extended family and like former church members so thankfully my mom kind of deconstructed with me like i kind of asked her i was like hey would you like to go to a black lives matter protest with me like assuming she would say no Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah. And so I think that was like the biggest thing for her because she's 30 years older than me and was a pastor's wife and evangelist's wife and had all those same beliefs. And I think her seeing the racism firsthand was a big eye opener for her. Name changer. So yeah. So she's, she's kind of deconstructed with me. She's definitely not as far along as I am, but she's been supportive. And so have my brothers and my spouse also right there with me. So that's been- Very like I'm very thankful for that. It's my extended family. That's you you know that thankfully I don't see every day. Um, I mean I guess to tell you how they reacted, I'm currently blocked on Mm. Facebook, and I don't I don't ever post on Facebook anymore. (laughs) They they only blocked me like a month ago, so I don't I really don't know what I did because I'm I'm like pretty much like only on TikTok now. Um, yeah, so that hurts. Yeah.
2: Well, well, you know, I, I think what it is, is that um, for them, and, and at least speaking for my family, I don't want to speak for your yeah. but, but from from going through that same thing with my own family, it was it was just the, um, the speed of the change for me, of mm-hmm. going from from being, you know, supportive of Republican candidates to to suddenly, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter and that climate Mm -hmm. change is real. And, you know, it it was the speed of the change that they that threw them off so much. Um, But that's what I've noticed with this deconstruction thing is that for a lot of us, it really does happen quickly Mm and moves fast when when one question starts to start the Mm -hmm. sorry, when one question begins a domino effect, it it can really just all fall apart quickly, you know. So when it starts to happen,
3: um the perk of not setting up the dominoes in the first place yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
2: <laughs> but when that starts to happen for some of us where the dominoes do start to fall and everything's falling apart um do you have any advice or maybe even some resources that you would point someone to to like let them know your whole world's not falling apart you're okay mm-hmm. you're going to get through this you're going to you're going to be okay like like what would you recommend
0: yeah so it can be super overwhelming at first because i know when i for like, to me, I like to use the analogy that like I had, my theology was so tightly knit mm-hmm. that I just pulled the string tightly and it all unraveled like mm-hmm. at yes. once. Yes. Um. So it can be really overwhelming. I would think my advice would be, there's no rush mm-hmm.
1: to yeah. this,
0: you know, like you can take it one theological point at a time. Like for me, I kind of was like, I'm going to do a reset these are the topics that i'm going to really like dive into for me it was like racism and like the history of the american church and christian nationalism because yeah. Yeah. i had already kind of deconstructed lgbtq stuff and healing stuff already like before right. it all unraveled um it's like I, I think if you can just be okay with not knowing mm-hmm. if you can be okay with not knowing you'll be fine because like
3: That's one of the scariest things, though, for like the fundamentals, because, you know, you have like the case for Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. scientists and like secular, you know, secular uh, things like that. They are perfectly fine with not knowing they're perfectly fine Mm -hmm. with this constant, you know, you know, pursuit of knowledge And that, you know, kind of going back to what you're talking about earlier about, you know, you don't always want to be deconstructing. It's like Mm -hmm. I've I've honestly kind of reached the point where it's like I don't again, like I even talked to Joey about this. Like, I don't like the term deconstruction necessarily because like, I'm just pursuing knowing God more.
2: Yeah. It's Mm like,
3: I'm, I I just want to be on a pursuit of knowledge. And I feel like when we feel like we have it all figured out, we've stopped actually pursuing God. Mm -hmm. And like, that's Mm -hmm. why I don't like it whenever people think that they know all the answers and they, they don't have to ask questions anymore and that they are settled in their beliefs Mm -hmm. and their theology. Yeah. It's like, you can always know more about theology and it's like if your theology is so tightly knit that you can't Mm -hmm. pull on a string that means it's also so tightly knit you can't add to it yeah it's true and so like that's that that's something that i would encourage people to do is like like my theology is more like those big old chunky sweaters you know like big old Mm -hmm. chunky crocheted sweater it's like (laughs) you know what i mean they got like the giant gaps in them (laughs) but it's like they're really fly nowadays yeah Yeah. young folk (laughs) i'm relevant (laughs) yeah
2: well, well, um, I, I totally get what you guys are saying. And I, I think I know what you're talking about, Brandon, but I definitely <laughs> know what you're saying, April. <laughs> um, I guess for me, it's just about showing people that, you know, we, while we may be deconstructing things, at, at least in our case, we're not walking away from Jesus. You know, Matt Chandler said yeah. recently, people just don't know the real Jesus. And I I'm think doing it sexy it's
3: sexy. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Right. that's right. I appreciate someone calling me sexy. Not gonna lie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm trying to show people that it's not that we don't know the real Jesus, it's that we're trying to take Jesus back from being mm-hmm. this American Christianity, you know, mascot of Republican and yeah, we're getting back to the roots of of caring for the least of these. And um, I think your work I- among other people as well is really doing a lot to help people see yeah. that Jesus the Jesus that cares for everyone and would invite everyone to the table rather than keeping people out. And uh, so thank you for the work that you're doing. Cause I really think it's helping people see that Jesus rather than the, the Republican Jesus.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. And I think too, like, just as like my, my main theology right now is just to love Jesus. Yeah. And to love people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I really think it's that simple.
3: Like uh, our pastor said before, he's like, you know, John got so berated by Jesus at one point, he literally just got to the point where he just sat outside the temple. and was like, love your brother, love mm-hmm. your neighbor. I have nothing else to say to you. Just love each other. And that mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. And it's like whenever like so many of Jesus's apostles, their like dying breath was love God, love people.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And our church cry is get saved or go to hell we may have changed the message of Jesus just a bit. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. Because I do think like in fundamentalism, so much of your faith is based on like, do you believe the right things? Yeah, Believing the right things is the most important thing. And to me, I'm like, I feel like your heart and how you carry yourself as a person and how you treat other people carries way more weight and yeah. whether or not and like the chant like there are forty six thousand different christian <sighs> denominations in the world yeah. um, and all of them think that they got it right.
1: <laughs> right, right right
0: like the chances of us getting it right even if we do all like hundreds and hours thousands of hours for our whole lives like mm-hmm. this is right this yeah. is like like the quest to be right you will not be right you will be wrong yeah. about mm-hmm. something
2: well april do you think um you know looking at this deconstruction movement as a, as a whole um are you optimistic about the chances of this really having long lasting positive effects on American Christianity? Or are you more pessimistic thinking, you know, the Mark Driscoll's will always be here. We'll have our TikTok stuff, but it's still going to be the way it is. Like, like, are you optimistic about it really changing things at all?
0: I think I'm hesitantly optimistic. Um, I think the evangelical church has to die. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of a burn it down of scenario like I think I think the roots are too rotten to try to reform it um so but I do think there are more and more people that are waking up people that are on TikTok that think I'm a Christian creator and then follow me for a while and then like I'm like sneak attack deconstruction
1: um (laughs) you
0: know so like there are people that are open to new ideas and I I think especially with like Gen Z coming up and the younger generation like they're just Naturally,' hungry
1: for it better yeah.
0: critical thinkers than I was when I was a kid yeah. um so i yes i I am optimistic uh but I want the evangelical church to die
2: i I feel that <laughs> I totally feel that um do you think this even could possibly be a, a revival the revival that evangelicals have been yelling about forever? do you think this could yeah be i i right?
0: do i that's kind of I kind of look at deconstruction as a form of revival. it's yeah, like yeah. reviving you know like burning away the old like toxic theology and being birthed into something beautiful and new that's actually just about Jesus' teaching. So,
3: yeah, wonderful. Uh, yep. April, on the off chance that people haven't seen you already, where can people find you?
0: Yes. So they can find me on TikTok or Instagram at April A Joy, April A Joy, or on Twitter, I'm April A Joy R because someone stole my username on there.
2: Thank you, <laughs> oh, that's mean. Well,
0: <laughs> that's mean. <Okay>. I've <laughs> been and-
3: prepping. This joke the entire time that I've known about this. Okay, are you are you are you about to close or no
2: no go tell your joke <laughs> or tell no 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 to. it's a, it's a closing joke. Are you oh are you I about, was... to, are you about to say something. <laughs> I was just gonna I was just also gonna say you have that evangelicalish podcast. Yeah, uh, yes,
0: or or you can find me on evangelicalish. We do live streams on Wednesday nights at nine p.m. Eastern on YouTube, and then it's podcast next day.
2: Nice. I love to get the crew on sometime. Yeah, I would love to meet the rest of your your friends. Yeah,
0: I'm group. sure they'd love to come on. We'll have to have you guys on uh, Evangelicalish too. We'll that'd do be great, swapsies. Yeah. Yes,
2: that'd be awesome. <laughs> I love the name, by the way. It took us forever to think of all things. you can see names are so hard. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they are. So it took us a while for Evangelicalish too. And now that we're all more evangelical, we're like does it still work and we're like yeah well, well we're gonna we'll, go
3: we'll with it that. <laughs> the evangelical church needs to die but we're still a little evangelical eh? <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's still in there it's ingrained a, mcgee right, and right. me won't leave
3: oh you can never you can take the girl <laughs> out of evangelical as <laughs> a <laughs> excuse my little miniature stroke there but you can't yeah. take the evangelism out of the girl
2: <laughs> well yeah. it's the stuff like bible man that just gets ingrained that you can mm-hmm. out. i totally get yeah. it yeah. veggie tales can stay veggie tales totally can stay yeah, yeah. you can still rock with veggie tales mm-hmm. that's some funny stuff okay brandon you had your joke right. anyways it.
3: <laughs> april it has been a joy talking to you tonight
1: oh I'm classic just- quite Last literally so never
3: heard that joke before
2: <laughs> in your entire life so i'm gonna copyright, great. trademark that one but uh Joe, you got anything else no uh just once again thanks for being on and everyone watching our show definitely go watch hers uh, yes and go check her out on tiktok and uh we'd love to have you on again that, that's about it thank you
0: yeah awesome thanks for having me
3: and uh patreon.com slash all things reconsidered
2: oh yep. yeah join our patreon We're gonna <laughs> plug it shameless plug if you join our patreon you can be on our discord so come check us out hang out with us we'd love to get to, we'd love to get to know you so
3: yeah and then you can suggest people like april to be on the podcast
2: yes oh yeah our patrons our patrons are
3: very excited to have you on and they said oh, and several occasions uh to get you <laughs> over from tiktok so
2: yeah yeah Sweet. along with uh Theologian Tim Mackey. So, Tim, if you're watching. Yeah, Tim, we know you're <laughs> a big fan. <laughs> Reach out. Alrighty. Well, that's about it. Thanks a lot.